Hello, hello. And this is going to be published pre-Valentine, but I will say, happy Valentine's Day, my little Valentine is currently listening in after I have told her to go to bed for the third time tonight. Uh, but uh, I missed. I had to rearrange some things because of the new job. And she's just updating me on life of Nate Newell. Uh, exciting exciting things in the year of eight. Right, which brings me to my one true love, uh, coffee. I have been with Coffee Brand past 10 years, almost 11. Uh, it's a coffee company out of Puerto Rico. Now, in all standards, I should be supporting coffee brand from Utuado, Puerto Rico, which is the center of the island and where my family's from. And more specifically, my grandmother used to be used to work her family's coffee farm in Utuado. Uh, but with the colonization of the U.S., uh, getting getting paid to do nothing closed a lot of farmlands, and I'm not even going to touch on the disaster of the corruption over there. Like we can't even properly sell the family land other family over there because the people in Utuano the lawyers and everybody who know are giving my family the runaround to sell it to family like it's like cousin so there's no secession we would have to sell it but it, it's like every three months it's something else my, my, my family has to get so it's like wow okay Coffee has been there for me through the best times and the worst times. You know, as a little kid, you dream of coffee. You see adults drinking it. You see it on TV. Café, café con leche, café au lait, café au lait and beignets in New Orleans. Um, it's everywhere. It's images, pictures. And some people in Lafayette, you know, started on coffee each of three, uh, which completely busts the myth that drinking coffee sun to growth. Uh, I imagine it is because, hold on, I, my cat got closed off in a room.
well, I'm not really sure what room. So he's going to have to stay there until I'm done. Uh, the only time Coffee and I have ever had a disagreement was what I was expecting. There's a little bundle of joy that um, he's probably listening in. That was a sad. I couldn't drink coffee, caffeine. Like I, I, I tried sneaking in a decaf, just chocolate. She spoke her voice and said, "Nope, I don't like that." So there was literally only. The nine-month period where Coffee and I had part ways. There were times where I would make a whole lot for myself. And there were times where I would I'd make it through the day on a cup of coffee. I think my coffee maker is going bad. So pot that I make only makes two coffee. So to say that I drink a coffee right now. That it's only two cups a day. But Giacono coffee is something that is strong and it keeps me going. It's organic. At least organic enough to where it doesn't afflict my nervous system. Uh, I can tell when a coffee is farmed with unnatural pesticides. It gives me the jitters. And it's not like, but not like a jitterbug, but like, it, 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 it's like, like, where did this anxiety just come from? Because I literally just drink. Oh, it's a cop. Uh, which is why I don't touch the local brand. If I can avoid it, I will. And if I desperately need coffee to stay out of jail, or even, you know, not receive a misdemeanor summons, or have something come across like I'm threatening somebody uh, I do make an effort to make a canteen water and I have had inside of there uh, water does sustain me and hydrate but I do laugh because every time I seem to read things about how coffee dehydrates. You should drink my water. It always seemed to be a cup of coffee. And then I just laughed. And I said, meh, give me the My second love and longest relationship would be running. 
running and anything athletic. Um, running has really interesting. I honestly, I found that I, I, whatever the mental process is that begins to work the circuitry of my mind. I feel it. I begin to feel it at the bottom of the cheekbone. And then it seems to go up my brain to the tip of my ear, to the very top of my earlobe, the penile brain. And it makes that circuit through and back to my left temple. The feeling that happens that I don't like, it's like pressure on it. I mean, I, it's, I guess so. It's like energy impulses that are sending voltage shocks through that particular area of brain. Uh, I was speaking with someone this few days ago, and they were saying that it is possible for the brain synapses to overload and short out a lot like electrical lines. I, you know, it's almost guaranteed that electrical wiring was modeled after electrical circuitry of the brain. Computer grids are modeled off the of city grids. Cities came first. Well, well in the modern day society, computers came second to city grids. Cities came second to electrical grids. So it was cities, then electrical grids were built to match the cities. And when the modern day technology of computers came again, they designed it as city grids because it's modeled after each other and it's a proven method. I've recently, like I said the other day, it's been observed that the equation, the part of the equation for running motivation work some sort of routine or stressor, i.e. work, uh, human interaction on a large scale has to be involved. In 2009, I was in restaurants then and now again. Um, and I wonder what room he could be in now, of course. But in 2009, it helps me. 
I would either, well, no, I'd get up. I'd run. And that electrical conduction literally propels my brain to keep going. There are moments when I keep running and running and running and running, and my mind says, just keep running, just keep running. And what my mind does is it closes that connection to pain. You know, the moments at the beginning, which is why the first mile, yes, that, that saying of the first mile is a lie. It is. Your, your lungs initially want you to stop because that is what gets the biggest motion shot. We take them. We can start off slow. We can start off at a walk that, that, that first mile that you run, typically, you will always have struggle bus with breathing, no matter how sensitive you are. There is a difference when you're doing your speed work because your brain sends those signals and it's like a speed of light. Like you can see the baseball being hit before you hear it because you are taking off at a fast pace and essentially your nervous system is saying, okay, I can hold this shallow because it's going to be over quick. And that's why it's recommended for running that you keep running after, whenever you do speed running, you keep, you, you slow down to a jog. You don't just stop because it's going to send your entire body into a shock. Because you go from fast as lightning to tortuga speed. And your lungs need some in between to reset and but that's where that's where the process of running and researching the advice gets confusing but I do I I absolutely am madly and passionately in love with running. Now, some tips and tricks, advice people will say to drink coffee before you exercise. I can't vouch for that. Coffee is, I'm, I'm barely convinced coffee has replaced my blood supply, like my red blood cells actually give out coffee instead of blood. It just looks like blood, but it's really coffee. 
Um. <laughs> not to be crappy, but there are moments where I'm like, yeah, that's the, not not with blood, but you know, there are certain instances that are not Belgians where I'm like, yeah, that's gone. Uh, that it's so it it's it's in my system like huh. um I I I would gently 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 express caution in relying on coffee to power you through a wall. Using uppers, caffeine, natural supplements, running supplements. If there is something physiological that is going on, it's not going to help you find the motivation find the energy um I, I i'm not i can't quite remember if i i uh mentioned it last episode because i mentioned a lot uh but i'm on a medical study for fibromyalgia and i don't know if i have the placebo or not but i have noticed improvement in the pain ish and i noticed that my fatigue and the I, I, i'm gonna have to research this study because it's i don't know i may have a placebo and like my mind my mind is mysterious it's mysterious within me But all I actually will be completely grateful for is even if that placebo is what it takes for my body to say, okay, I'm ready to heal. I'm I, I'm I'm grateful and ready for my body to unleash the mysteries of the universe and heal itself. Um I am beyond thrilled. I, I am. I, I just can't be too expressive because my Valentine fell asleep finally. And I, hey, 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 you too. Oh, goodness, I'm about to have a cat. I've been fighting all day since I've got. I got two men fighting over me at home. Mm-hmm. I got two men. Yeah. <laughs> one of them is a mama's boy, for sure. The other one plays hard to get. And it's hilarious because I can tell he's in love with me over the moon in love with me but he will look at me 
be all cute. And then he'll just walk away from the other room. And if I follow him, he he looks at me like, why are you in here? What? You keep following me around the house, lady. Go, go, go live your life. Like, go have fun and adventures. But yeah, when I step out the house for more than two hours, I find him on my yoga mat looking at me like, where you been? Did you go to yoga? I'm on your mat. And then I look at him and say, I've got three mats in the car, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> Try and stop me from finding my peace in my center. Which brings me to my fourth love. It's yoga. Of course. Uh, I do. I'm, I'm, I've been turned on to this thing called class press. And it's letting me jump around to like yoga studios in the city. And it's a cool way to try them out without like, if you drop in, they're like, Oh, take a drop in class. Oh, but you know, we do have membership. And you're like, Oh, I feel obligated. But with this class pass, it's like, okay, this they have this like flow and surf class and I'm like I've always wanted to learn how to surf and a surf class in Louisiana why not why not it's right now I am trying my best to hold down a job and keep my carefree attitude uh unfortunately a few of the reservations i had about going back into the restaurant industry especially in the french quarter they are relit um it's so strange you The restaurant industry is great. It it is it's a multitasking, but it is an easy multitasking job. I literally did twelve hours, and aside from my pre-existing injury, like I'm like I did twelve hours. On the flip of what I used to be at. I'm two hours in and I'm like, oh my God, 16 hours to go. I'm doing better at, I have brushed away a lot. Um, unfortunately, there is a person who believes he's, I, I, I have, spoken with management several times. I've only been there for a week and I've already had to approach management several times about him. This is the only serious thing that I am going to say. And I'm going to begin with the ladies. Ladies, we want equality. We want to get the point across to men as, as an entire gender, as an entire 
transgender males that feel more welcome as women, as anybody who identifies with the female, feminine side of life. I am very interested as a counselor in feminist theory and and I actually like what the premise of it is because it's not the radicalized political group that is publicized in the news and thrown all over the internet. We raise up men and women. Men are opposed because they're not allowed to show their feminine side. They're not allowed to express feminine qualities, like crying or feeling upset or sad. I, I don't understand where those, when those were equated with things women do. Men, men get we all do. We're human. My male animals get sad. I, I see their little eyes wandering when they're sad. They get sad. I used to have a dog. A male dog. Now he'd tear up just so he can get some dinner scraps. You know, if you put him outside, rest in peace, you were... <laughs> I miss you, too. Um, but even as a female, growing up, I was told, grow an outer skin, kick in your skin. And hearing just, it makes you feel less and less heard or understood. ladies I also see the reason why some men are the way they are I worked an extra what they call detail which is a second job sanctioned by the department I've seen very strong female narcissists and they're narcissists they're not control issued females she was a narcissist. I've seen female narcissists. I was raised. Now, was she raised? My mother, yes. She was narcissist by example. However, by the time she theoretically birthed me, she was so inundated in the trauma that that was now part of her identity. That was how she felt she had to act. You know, her behaviors matched that model, but due to trauma. Um, understanding that part was one of the most pivotal moments in my healing journey. Ladies. I see why some men say that we, that use the term crazy. Because the way I was spoken to by 
the younger set, 20-something-year-olds. And I admit, I went through it, too. I was terminated from a restaurant job because the exact same attitude. It was not a good attitude. That's when I sat myself down and realized I needed to change my life. I was overweight. I was not eating. I was smoking. That's when I found running. That's when I found healthy eating. This is my personal journey. You don't have to go learn how to run or change your diet. But, you know, that was the answer for me. And it's helped me. And looking back, I see, I see how I thought and processed things better when I wasn't smoking and when I wasn't drinking and eating, when I was eating well and exercising versus when I met my ex and then I was eating not so good food. Not so good food. Um, I, I, I did take a hiatus from running when I first was with them. I wanted to hang out with them, I, but I got bored. I wasn't having fun playing the online computer game anymore. He wasn't letting me play my game like I wanted to play. And for him, playing like playing together at the same time wasn't satisfying. You know, he was playing with his not level 200 druid with mountain armor, rarest form, form of ice bucket. I, you know, like all the little tips and raid tricks and everything like that. He was playing with his friends and I was playing my little quest game and I was happy with that. But it became a point where I'm like, you know what? You say we want to save money. I'm not exactly into this anymore. So I'm saving us 50 bucks a month. And I'm going to pick up running. I offered for him to join me. He said no. I said, okay. Well, I'll be back in 30 minutes. And I picked up running. I picked up healthy dot again. And I I did. I tried to get him on board and he said no thank you. Uh he posed it in what was humorous to me. But it just went I don't understand why a lot of New Orleanians look at a piece of baked chicken and it's seasoned it's cooked well it's delicious and they go what's that why you run it why you want to do that there was really no there still really isn't uh the mayor canceled the rock and roll marathon that usually rolls through new orleans for whatever reason this year uh, so we have no sporting event other than the Crescent City Classic Series, and they don't go past six miles. Uh, due to work, I will likely have to do it virtually if I sign up, but I'm also not thrilled. Something, some, I'm just not thrilled with something they're offering. Something's not right with 
those either. Um, there's a group in Lafayette that's really trying to get people into running and exercise and healthy lifestyle. For some reason, it just, it doesn't compute. That's why I made the decision to go and travel, you know, with my marathons, marathons. It allows me to take a vacation. It allows me to see a certain portion of the U.S. If I like it, I will go back for a real vacation. And, you know, it it, it, it really is. I guess I'm kind of glad that my state doesn't promote health <laughs> because it gives me excuse to take a trip. Um, but ladies, ladies, calm it down a bit. I, like I get it, we we get love struck when our hormones change. But be smart. Not every person deserves a flirtation. Not every person deserves the QTIs, the attention, the emotional connection. I learned that lesson the hardest way possible. And it didn't. It did come from a place of childhood neglect, it, emotional neglect. My mother was always running, do something for my younger sister or my older brother. I'd ask her to do something. She says, I can't. I have to do this for your sister. Melissa, why is your sister's room dirty? I told her, I told her at eight, nine years old that that wasn't my room. I'm not, I told her, I am not clean. I'm not responsible for the mess. I told her that I, I know I didn't get spanked for that one. But I do remember my mother's mouth opening and clamping shut. And I didn't clean that room. I wasn't responsible, and I'm not. I hold the same. I should have held that same concept throughout my life. And I may have seen the danger in my ex-husband sooner had I not forgotten about that story. I may have seen the danger in that. No. No, I didn't. I I saw the danger in that and learned from my ex-husband. The person who I pursued sexually after, that's part of the hang-up he had, was that I did not busy myself with his emotional problems, which were large. I say were because he's dead to me. He's, he's, he's very much alive in, like, human form. But, like, he's, he's one of those people where... Mm -mm. 
I've actually made someone who exists in my current world just there. It's, I'm proud of myself with that because I just went through dealing with a squad of one, two, at least four members of my 12, 12 member squad could, could be diagnosed as narcissist. But they have very negatively strong personalities and grand emotional needs. And yeah, I did human experiments. At first, I pretended to be stupid, and they loved me when I pretended to be stupid. I got tired of that. I said, This isn't you, Melissa. You're not stupid. Why are you pretending? They're not they're not doing anything for you anyway. You're still doing stuff for yourself. They were still leaving me out to drop. And when I stopped being stupid is when they started getting mad. Um but ladies, this this weekend, especially you young ladies. Flirting is fine. Flirting is okay, but please be cautious. Please use extreme caution. I had a 20-something-year-old male. I still, I had, he, he literally went around the restaurant and told people he was claiming me. I'm 38, sir, first of all. Second, there was no indication I'm interested in you. Third, really, what part of me and my interaction do you think that claiming me, claiming me, is going to block? He found it. He found it. And yes, my intuition was correct because I overheard a kitchen staffer tell him, oh, hey, bud, man, she's going to be a hard girl to get. Oh, yeah, bud, you're trying to get her. She's going to be tough. It's not happening. I'm breaking it to him right now. Uh, again, I am making it staunchly clear. I'm not about the loose lifestyle. I know my. And especially in this weird time war that us females are experiencing, I'm not going to be saddled with another child. I struggled emotionally with the child that I wanted. I'm working on me and 
don't go around singing rap songs, threatening to murder me. Oh, yes, I heard you. I also told management. I don't care about your feelings regarding mating. You're not my client. If you would like to... No, actually, I'd refuse you as a client because at this point, that's unethical. I have an opinion about you and I couldn't serve you in the best. I'd refer you to somebody to get you help. But ladies, these men that you want to fight over, they're they're pitting you. They're they're pitting you against these other females, honey. They're they're playing with your emotions and they're laughing. They're stroking their own egos. He tried to pit me against the cattiest female server that they have at the restaurant. He might be trying to get with her too because uh, he did try and act like he had some sort of authority. Um, he, he doesn't. There's no, there's like literally no authority system in the tier that I'm at right now. So, again, don't play with me. Don't think I'm stupid because I, I, there's nothing. I may have asked questions to learn. That doesn't mean that I'm not quick in the mind, honey. But anyway. Stop acting crazy. Ladies, stop. Stop fighting over men. I actually had a chance to redeem myself for the mistake I made. I fought over a man once. And in the measurement of fights, I won. I started dating the man that I fought for and the I made the lady so emotional she did things to harm herself at work like she didn't like not physically but like she used inappropriate language in a transmission and her boss flagged her for it and she got in trouble But she was the lucky one. Yes, that was my ex-husband. She was the Because she got to move. And I bet she met somebody who was good for her. I hope that. When even, even though I acknowledge this person as a sexual partner only. There were moments where there would be other females that were clearly vying 
for the attention of said male. I didn't think him. Well, partly because I knew I was the one messing around with him, but also partly because I'm I wasn't emotionally available and he wasn't. And I knew that it wasn't going anywhere. There was no emotional attachment. Maybe an addictive an addiction. It it probably served as that. Um anytime there was some sort of officer involved shooting or something like super serious that happened at work, um our pattern would be we'd link up and sort of, you know, just kind of release that fear from being compartmentalized in our minds. Um, strange life of police officers and emergency personnel is when they're involved in a moment, say a fight, the fight between you and a suspect, the fair fight, let's say, hands-on, like you're, you're throwing punches in, on the ground fight, not like these horrible, horrible incidents that are happening. I'm talking about like the guys complying with the arrest and I had to fight a six foot four homeless male that was complying. And then whatever went through his mind, he decided he wasn't going to I was able to punch, like, you know, go boop on my radio for the distress signal so officers could get there. Uh, but the five minutes that it took for them. Fortunately, I was on night shift, so there was no traffic. Five minutes that it took for them to get there. It, uh, it was terrible. I mean, this is a six-foot male. Like, he was bringing me to the ground as other officers were coming. Uh, after that, we had a weird moment because the supervisor was he was he was busting at me. Like, How dare you do that to a lady? And the the you know the guy was just like, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, you, I'm so sorry. He like he like apologized, and then he just got in the car and it was okay. Uh, after that, he didn't bother us. He respectfully just moved to, I think, like the West Bank because we'd see him every now and again after that, and he was okay. Again, I, I don't remember. I think he had it was a it was a disturbance call, or I was new, and so after that we just we just shoo him away. We're like man, so like it was it was it was the gas station. It, he was trespassing. They 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 do like to do that to the homeless population. Um, and it's their prerogative, but 
like I said, after that, we just, we had an agreement and he'd see us and he was gone. And if he was gone, we'd say, call us, call us when he comes back. Um, but there are moments where it is terrible. And why and like I said, it's a strange thing. It's not right. It's not morally sound. It's not healthy. But the way it's dealt with, it's release of tension. Um, now, I was a, considered a strange one because, one, it wasn't consistent, and two, I didn't just do it with anybody like it was I was like okay I'm a, I'm a one person show I don't care if it's serious or not I'm not not a good time gal you know I, I know when it's a serious thing and I know when it's not um So getting in the aspect of getting better, it was when it came down to it and I was more inclined to be emotionally open and ready for a relationship, things fell apart because again, if someone's not emotionally there or not available, then it is what it is, but things naturally went to turned into a wildfire and a disaster but I still didn't fight over him because I remember last time it wasn't a prize and this person sure as the universe was not a prize like good luck um <laughs> good luck uh the only person I can really say in the flow of my relationship life, like my ex-husband was literally the only super serious relationship. Like before those couple college play arounds, uh, you know, I did the did the 21 and young and I'm going to do what I want thing. Um, but even then I wasn't, I wasn't a jump around suit. I was a, and please, no offense intended if your name is Sue or Lou or do, 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 um, it's, it's really weird looking at a live version of how you were when you were their age. It's still stressful whenever the down is directed toward you, especially when they have not received the same energy 
they know they were in the wrong, but I'm just sitting there going, oh my goodness, I do not want to, you're going to be the one that loses your job, not, um, I can honestly say the, the time I really fell into the trap of that, it was an unfair balance because the person who was screaming at me and chasing me around the restaurant floor, she got my, she got what she wanted and she got to keep her job. Even though after I told the management what happened, it, it was, it, it wasn't good atmosphere. Anyway, they, 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 they did me a favor. I'm not, I believe you. I'm, I'm well over it. Um, oh. I've been under. What, I, honestly, I'm tired of the energy attacks. I'm tired of it. I'm not a weird person. I understand better the concept of the comparison. You know how it's suggested that if you aren't exactly feeling self-esteemish about your appearance, you seek out a group that you feel superior to in appearance to hang around so you can boost your ego. Uh, my, my eternal question has been, what is it about me? What's your first impression? Why do you look at one person and go, oh, you poor creature. And I've seen it. I've seen it in live action thousands of times. They'll go, oh, you poor unfortunate creature here. And they'll turn and look at me and go, you can do it yourself. And all I can turn and say was, oh, somebody in high school must have really treated me poorly. Not her. I'm not her. Just to that guy who tried to intimidate me through rap songs about murdering me because I'm not into him. You're 26, man. You're 26 and you're exhibiting narcissistic behavior. You're doing things on purpose. And then you're asking me, what did I do to you? He knows what he did. He knows what he's doing. He knows it. He knows what his behavior is about. He knows that he's upset because I'm not interested. And that sucks. That sucks for him that he is that deep in his feelings. That he is that unable. People just aren't interested. That was that was the. I recently just learned that. 
you know? Like, understanding how a guy like Anthony can be so wonderful. This man got up at 5.30 in the morning with me. Maybe breakfast. Even though his practice was not, he, he liked to fast. And even though he didn't eat, he would sit there and talk with me. He made me coffee. He made me coffee to go. I got, I felt ill with him. And the way he held me and covered me as I shivered with my chills, it made me feel safe. I had this study medication I really haven't had touch sensitivity. But there was a point where like sometimes most of the time if you even just brush my like my upper arm or my forearm I would lift I don't like being hugged because of my brother used to beat me. If we in the years of dialogue, it would disrupt the telephone. And if he wanted the phone while I was on the internet time, it was my internet. He would throw me off my chair and into the shelves, pulling out the dial-up modem to take me off the internet. Or if I was on the phone, and it was the di- the, the time of landlines where. It was on a landline, and you literally spoke on the phone in a corner. I was on the phone, and he wanted the phone. I said, no, I'm on my phone time. I'm on my designated phone time. These are the rules. He would pound me. He would yank the phone from me, throw me into the corner. And then guess what? I got my behind beaten because my mother would step out and say, stop fighting, Melissa. Stop it. Just give him what he wants. It was disgusting. And the only thing that he got out of that was the second phone. So he confused his phone line. And he was the one who had the fast-paced lifestyle that did the drugs and the speed and the honey jackets or yellow jackets or whatever you call them. You know, that's, that's also why I say use caution whenever you're fatigued with those things is he actually, there was this thing called metabolite. And it would speed up the metabolism. It, it, it advertised it to speed up metabolism. And I'm guessing the product worked with him because he had monitor. And at that point, he had a hard labor job. And once they, like a, a week or so later, they found out that he had mono. And they were like, wow, that metabolite stuff was the only reason that you were able to function. 
But at what cost? What did it do to the body? That's this probably why my body went into such fatigue is because I stole energy stores by taking all the supplements that I did because I just thought I needed supplements. You know, the um, pre-workout stuff. I'm not going to name brands, but I thought it wasn't working when, in fact, it was the only thing that was pumping my tablets. Um, I also found out recently how inflamed the left side of my body is versus my right side. I was standing and I actually, like, the left side of my body is literally two inches more puffy, puffier than the right side of my body. That's how bruised and beaten up my body is. Why well, I don't, at work, everybody has a sob story. Everybody has an injury. Just be calm. Just be still. It, 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 you know, yes, it sucks being injured, but I'm injured too. I can't allow myself about it and I, it's really not cool you know you're not going to press the table by going oh you know my injured self and especially when you're being you're being not politically correct you're being you are being racist you are being ignorant I can call myself African. I am Afro-Boricua. I am, my family is from Puerto Rico. I am Puerto Rican. My national identity is Puerto Rican and Puerto Ricans are made up of indigenous people and Africans from the slave trade. And what everybody in America is learning is that the indigenous people of America and South America are nomadic tribes that migrated from Africa. And it is, I, you no, know, I don't claim to. I, I do acknowledge that I've had certain I've had certain opportunities that a lot of people don't have. But it's also when I moved to New Orleans there's a term called mulatto that I learned about. And it was, it threw me for a loop. I, I couldn't understand why people were looking at me like that. Looking at me like, they, like, why do you have to figure out what somebody is? I've also, I've recently learned, thanks to Anthony, that I could explore Middle Eastern. 
you know, I, I've narrowed down my African roots to three potential countries in Africa. And it's it's real it's a really cool feeling because it is important to know what your heritage is, where your roots are from. Even if you are white, completely white. I enjoyed piecing the lineage of my dad, but unfortunately it was not ex as it wasn't exciting. It ended in Ireland. Okay. All right, I can figure it out by then. You know, Scotland, Ireland, so close together. They have really cool religious practices and mythical backgrounds. And I say mythical because, like, you really, we do tend to romanticize the Celtic ideology. ideology. And so, it, I mean, it, it really is, but... I also knew that I connected more with my Puerto Rican roots. And it's not just because those grandparents were involved the longest. Um, they did make sure we were involved. And it was an honor that my grandmother chose me to teach the gondola recipe uh, that she did. And... I have actually learned more about what it means to be Puerto Rican in the past six years than whatever, you know, I was taught. And it was, it, there was a reason, you know, my mother was, my mother was the subject of racism in California for being Hispanic. She was told she couldn't date people because she was Hispanic. She was beaten and pushed into water fountains because she was Hispanic. She was segregated too. I'm not discounting anybody's history. I'm learning about, I, like I'm learning more about Ruby Bridges and what she went through. And I cried that movie. I, I know the movie's not complete fact but it was still real enough for me to be horror of the treatment that she was, that she received. It's horrific. That was in the 1950s. 19, 1950s, 1960s, it, it, it was recent. I think it was 1960, because I was a few years before my, one of my girlfriends was born. Um, it's, it, it, it really is, it's, it's horrific, and it's a nightmare that no one should have ever experienced. It's based in anger and the anger that is stemming from something that it's irrational. You lost the war. You tried, South. You you tried. You know, and that that you tried. You know, 
sticker for trying, buddy. But you lost. And to create all these laws, to make sure that somebody doesn't, is terrible. And in 2023, when you still have jobs like police departments that do not teach their people the things they need to know because they don't want their coworker to succeed because they're a woman or because they look young or because they're African-American. Disgusting. You can die as a police officer. You put your life on the line daily. You are expected to respond to an incident. You hear bullets. You are ethically obligated to put your life on the line to go and save the innocent citizens in that community. Not wait until this fire clears. Go. Even the people who are involved, you are obligated ethically to save their lives, not destroy them. A lot of people find themselves when they are incarcerated. There are good influences in jail. There does need to be jail reform. Jails need to follow through in what they're intended as a correctional facility. But there are a lot of people who have become lawyers, who have become preachers, who have changed their life around because of meeting somebody. The, the community that was trying to save this man from drugs, they were trying to get him clean. We, the police officers are supposed to get on board with that. Your official title is peacekeeper. It's not sit around and take a nap or try and fight your coworkers because your son got arrested for a DUI. And if you at age 70 something are trying to fight fist fight your coworkers on shift. Why'd you even come back to the police force, sir? You can't even write a domestic abuse report. And you've been a police officer over how many years already, Mr. Commander of what department? Oh, the NOPD. One of the most Infamous departments known for racism? Huh. Imagine that. But anyway. Um, I, I'm just I'm tired of being abused. Ladies, we need to treat each other better. 
we need to treat each other better. Bartenders, I'm not touching the money. I'm actually tipping you out at the end of the night, giving you a little kickback. You're not tipping me as a server. I'm tipping you. There's no need. There is no need to be disrespectful. And I'm so sorry, honey, that you have been treated like that by your mother or your father or your aunt or whoever that is. I am. But let's not model that behavior because that's an You don't talk to people like that. And imagine, you wouldn't like that if I did that to you, I would get in trouble because for some reason, I'm one of those people that have always fallen under the, well, Melissa, you should know better. You should do better. Why can't I be that person that doesn't do better for once? Sometimes that would be nice. You know, that's a form of compassion, is saying, oh, Melissa, we're human, and we all lose our emotions at some point. That would be, that would be great. But back to my initial point, is that Anthony restored my faith in men. Anthony actually piqued my interest in Middle Eastern men. And he's he's Sudanese. So in the technical world, he's still African. But like I looked on the map and we really didn't speak often about it because it is taboo. However, from implications he has made that, you know, it's it's sort of like they claim whatever standard is convenient. He does, his group is a lot of Middle Eastern people, and I think he feels the most comfortable with them. And, and understandably so, you know, it, it's a little bit of hope. Like, I love finding... My favorite part when I go to Puerto Rico, aside from landing there, it's that moment at the airport where you're sitting and you're like, okay, the flight's in three hours. And then you just, all of a sudden, you feel that feeling that's home, that feeling and then all of a sudden, I'm just surrounded by the musical beauty that is Puerto Rican language. And it's so soft. It, it's so soft. It's loud as ever, but it's so soft and musical. You can almost hear the cookies in their voice. And it's that moment where you're like, I'm almost home. I'm almost home. I wasn't even born in Puerto Rico. 
And uh, Puerto Rico was my second home. That my last trip this year in July. I want to rent. I want I want to buy a home there. Yeah, there's hurricanes. I mean, there's hurricanes in Louisiana. There's no cookies in Louisiana. There's no musical. There's no musical tone of the Puerto Rican language. There are no random cows that walk across the city here in New Orleans. And I mean literally, literal animal. I'm not <laughs> I'm not being not being silent here. I'm just saying like they're they're little literally cows walking through the entire city and chickens and horses. I didn't know there were horses in Eduardo, but someone posted a photo of uh wild horses in Eduardo. I thought they were only in Vieques. And those had to be brought by the Spaniards. They like direct descendants of the Spaniards in Vietnam. That island is enchanting. That island is haunting in the most beautiful. Dude, it, it, it really is. It, it solidified my belief in the supernatural. Um... I, I I try and go every year, but at most I'll go like three years going. Um, he did. He 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 did. He showed me it was possible for a male to be. The amount of gentle that I need. Unfortunately, he still has very big things that haunt his life. And it's not meant to be. He, he decided he was not going to be brave and he wanted to run. And sitting there, and allowing him to run when all I wanted to do was to save him. It felt so bad. It broke my heart for a minute. I had to accept and I had to, I apologize to him for it too. That I couldn't save them. And it wasn't because I didn't have the emotional depth. I had the energy for him. It was because I couldn't, couldn't change him. He didn't want me. I can't make a person, you can't make a person do what you want them to do if they don't want them. We are beings that are meant to have 
a semblance of free will and free movement across the planet. Um, I'm not sure how my beliefs relate to my ancestry. I do believe I'm part of a shaman lineage. It's there is something mysterious and ironic about concept of free because we have it. we it, I, I think it's I, it's most related to the concept of the choose your own adventure books you have one or two or three options the only difference is the options will lead you to your ultimate dharma no matter the difference is how you get to it and if you lose hope and lose sight of your dharma during your journey this is how athletes experience the concept of the wall. You choose your journey. Running is part of your journey. Football is part of your journey. Baseball, tennis, whatever athletic yoga, whatever athletic concept you want to choose. Even in the corporate world, for your job description. If your if athlete is not your job description, your job description. These moments will always and consistently lead you to a speed bump, a hurdle. You know when you hit the hurdles. Even the metaphorical ones hurts. Hurt like the dickens. It, <laughs> I think somebody wanted to invent something to describe the feeling that they were feeling, and they're like, the hurdle, this, a metal pole with a stick, and then you go smacky smack into it. Whether it's your legs or your back, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> you might be able to walk off a hurdle after a while. But here's the physical description, you know, the physical manifestation and representation of how this works. It's ironic that the phrase used to describe a feeling of hopelessness or loss of motivation as a wall. But in many ways, it's still accurate. It, you, we often describe our lives as climb. And it can be that moment where 
you're almost midway on your climb and you look up because you're just like, we've been climbing forever and you want to see just how far you've gone or just how far you have left. And you look up and you lose perspective. Because it's straight up. There's no ergonomic right in front of you picture when you're climbing up a wall. You are looking straight up into the universe. And the sun's coming down. And oh my God. It's got that far left, man. It feels like I've been climbing hours. And it's that moment where your mind just says, you know what? This is too much. I didn't make progress. I didn't do this. I'm going to give up. I tell that voice to bugger off. Because... There was a time in life where I listened. I would give up. And you know what the universe did? It went, Melissa, you say you give up? Look at this. And I'd look at that and go, wow. That was so close. Why did I give up that? And little by little, I taught myself to say, to recognize that feeling. And I said, you know what? The last time I felt like that and I said I was going to give up, that's when things got better. That's when I saw results. And I'd go, you know, let me hang in there just a little bit longer and let's see what happens. And sure enough, I, I I can't give examples because that part of my memory is gone to come. But I do remember that progress. And even in my healing journey over the past five years, I would still say that. And it was it, it became true. It's not a manifestation that I hit it. It was just the cycle of the universe that was coming around. And eventually, I've eradicated the term, I'm going to give up in my vocabulary. Because the instant I start to think that now, I, I, we're not doing that. And things may not get better the next day, but within a week, typically they, or I see what I was waiting for happen. You know, over the past, you know, trudging through the last breakup and understanding the value of detachment and celebrating the fact that I was normal sad over stuff instead of like depressed or you know 
highly affected because I did. I I ran two half marathons while I was grieving the relationship. I still think about him. Clearly, I'm still talking about him. He is going to be a turning point in my relationship history. He he inspired me to work on my spirituality. He inspired me to learn more about my African roots, and he gave me clues as to potential countries where my my original ancestors could have come from. Looking at his features, looking at his family's features, you know, through the pictures he showed me. Um, looking through features of people in the neighboring countries. It's it's one of those where I'm like, these, you know, pairing values of Puerto Ricans, looking at the colors of our houses in Puerto Rico and going, wow, our houses are painted as bright as the Sudanese people. This could potentially be a link. Our food. Who brought our food culture to Puerto Rico? Is a lot of it pasteles could potentially be based in God and culture. Um, you know, there's the there's a, a test that is supposed to tell you your African ancestry. And when I get the money to do it, I, I feel I'm going to. Um like I said, just due to trauma, my mom said she tried to do a loose family history and she would speak with one of the cousins. She'd never tell me who. I I don't know this cousin personally. Uh but with her when certain things were discovered she dropped the subject, so I don't know what she found out in her history that she didn't like, but she buried that bone. So now it's I based it off of clues, and I think that ancestry test would likely be the strongest clue. But I got to get it. It ah. Uh, no, but it did. It restored my hope that there are gentlemen out there and like and men who like to court instead of just staying to have fun. Um it gave me boundaries in relationships. It gave me boundary in the next one I tried to do. And when I stated that I wanted a relationship. The other person did not, and then they got weird, and then life got weird, and uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so that's when I dedicated my life to myself. Uh, I'm working on me. I'm self-loving on me tomorrow. I'm enjoying the company of my daughter, uh, treating her to the happy meal and the stuffy. There's a cat. 
Um, it's it's going to be a lovely Valentine's Day. I don't want to scare anybody away from the love of coffee or running. They are both like Like I said, I can't advocate the benefits of coffee for running. I, I don't think I've been running on coffee. <laughs> I know I've been drinking it, but I, honestly, I, I feel I've been running on stress. And I, I, I'm desperate trying to stay out of survival mode. That's really what my frustration is with It's like I I do not want my brain to start that it's not a I enjoy being softer. I enjoy being gentler. I don't like being hard on. And it stresses me out so much that I, I broke out in in a rush packing. Like I, I don't like that. Why can't we as humans why can't we get along? Why can't we as females or in males, both of us, we there are lots of us and it, it's a part of life. But it's males, if you're not interested in a female, politely communicate that to me. Please, ghosting somebody is not the way to do it. If you do not want a relationship with that female, simply state what you are searching for. Be honest. I'm not looking for a relationship. I am looking to have a good time. However you want to term it, do you, baby. Pero, just let us know. Because we are emotional creatures. We do become attached. Depending on our career and our job, some of us may jump the attachment bubble as a police officer, I threw myself in attachment for because I'm like, I do not know when my last statement will be made. That's why I searched out my peace is because I didn't want to be eternally distressed I was a peacekeeper how can I keep the peace if I'm not at peace myself the statement that you have to be afraid to be a peace officer that's a red flag if you hear a police officer say that walk away from that police officer if you are not being arrested Comply with them if you are. Please, please, save your life. But if you are a free citizen to walk away and they're not talking to you and they're not going to take it some kind of way in their feelings, 
you hear that from a police officer being said or agreed to, walk away from that area because that person That's not a good person to be around if that person is living in fear. You don't, you cannot afford to go to that job scared every day. You shouldn't go to any job scared every day. You shouldn't go to any job scared that you're going to be relentlessly hit on and was by somebody who's talking about making work their peace. You know. And that particular conversation, that was the biggest red flag for me for that person. Told me he had somebody at home. He has somebody at home. And you're coming to your job and you're trying to make somebody, somebody else's job, not their piece. Now I could go hit ulterior motives and he wants the money pool from Mardi Gras higher in his pocket by trying to drive somebody else out because they're like five of us that started this week. And our position is waged, but it's also, you know, it's, you know, they give you tips. And you're fearful that your tips are gonna be affected. Your money, money share is going to be lessened on a fat money week. Walk away from the job. Not the job for you, baby. But that's not my lesson to teach him. That's for him to learn. But it's not for me to be treated poorly. And this is for men and women. Guys treat each other poorly. Women treat other women properly. Women treat your man properly. And that doesn't mean waiting on him hand and foot. That doesn't mean having a beer and sandwich ready. If you like to do that and that is your care, your love language, that's between you and your partner. But it's not a designated expectation of being a good partner. It's not being a desirable partner because when Anthony made breakfast for me, when Anthony bought groceries for me, especially whenever he called me when he was at the grocery store asking me what my daughter liked, asking me what I liked, I, I kept telling him, Anthony, you don't have to do that's so sweet of you. Thank you very much for wanting to give my daughter something, you know, go meet her. Say, no, 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 no. You know, what? like I could tell in his voice, that is something that women have expected from him. To the point where he was still buying former friends expensive things. I'm not going to go into the background of that dramatics because that's also a point where I lay the boundary. And as caring as he is, that's how I know the man's, the man was. And 
when a man has the presentation of being confused, he doesn't want any any of the parts involved. Same goes for a woman. If you have two options and you don't know which one you want, chances are you don't want either. The best option for, the healthiest option for everybody is actually to say, we should all part ways for now. And should we meet again, we'll reconvene from point one. That, that's actually a very healthy option to present. And that's the option I choose. I'm not partaking in a new relationship. I don't have to explain that to anybody. And it's stressful. It's stressful when you can tell. When you have to divulge something as private as that. You know, it some single just because somebody's single doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them typically that might mean that they know there's something they're trying to fix or change or experience or heal people freak out about isolation isolation is a tactic for the fact isolation can be a healing tactic I laughed at myself because for the past five years, I pleaded and begged and bargained with the universe. Please don't have any calls for me today. Please, I don't want to interact with humans. Please, I dragged myself to work today. Please, the three minutes I was in roll call, used up my human interaction energy. I am depleted at six in the morning. Universe, please no one call the police today. Universe would respond by going, oh, you need your citizens to call the police? Okay, I'll make your area the busiest area ever today. I'm so glad you wish to do work and interact with Everybody in your patrol be. And I would be like, what universe? What gay? What gay? What gay? What gay? me? <laughs> and I'd live in anger for, I'd say, Eight months when I first became a deputy. When I realized it was a problem, I was on night shift and we got a suspicious person call. Man walking down the street, minding his own business. Literally, that's what it was. I, I was, I was hot to trot. I was not having a great day. One of my dear bumbling 
for me. And that's what I was trying to prove myself. You know, like you always do at the new job. He mentioned something and it wasn't it wasn't in my mind to just go, oh okay. No, it I did the stupidest thing. It's dark. It's like Nine ten o'clock at night. He left the scene because I I made mad. I I rightfully so. I was rude. I chased down this person in it, and I start abruptly with this person, and I go to open my mouth, and I went hold on. I know nothing about what this person has on him. I don't know what I am doing, and I am well beyond angry. That's not cool. I was very polite after that. I, I actually chilled my beans, and you know, I the answers I got from him satisfied me. He was literally minding some business. People, you could literally be standing, say like you're walking down the road because you're exercising. Yes, people call 911 because you are, you as a human are running down the street And you get to the area and you see the person with earphones in the ear and the running gear and you're like, this person? Yeah, I'm not, he's, this man's jogging. Like, I ain't gonna interrupt his flow. He's not, it's, it's not illegal to jog or run. Oh my gosh, I just committed a cardinal sin of running. I said it was jogging. I am, so, oh goodness, it must be. Um, yeah, it wasn't as fun and quirky as I thought. Um, the first week of work set me off a little bit deeper than I expected. Um, I was at least hoping to lose it over the Mardi Gras weekend first. Like, I didn't lose it completely. But I know I am being very vocal. I, it, 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 it really is a hot button issue with me. And the fact that I'm passing the buck, it, it's, it's, it's a way for me to talk about it and let them know. Because I know this story. If you don't talk about it, and it's literally not about festering in your mind part. Because it'll happen too. It'll fester away. I, I'm seeing. I'm seeing how I allowed things in my youth, youth that, that I compartmentalized, and it, it's not help. It's not. 
Um, I'm going to have to get some flyers because there's a local counseling group that uh, specifically serves the service industry. And there are a lot of people that, that do need to talk to somebody so they can balance out the weight of their stresses in their life. Um, I like the restaurant industry because it is a very light hustle. Like, you hustle your money. You hustle your work. You multitask. And you, you honestly, you, you earn it. You earn your way. You, you earn the money you make. But it allows you like an unprecedented freedom in life. The, like, I'm not stuck at a 12 hour job anymore unless I want to. And even that being said, I work five hours and walk out with what I walk out with. Like, that cannot be beat. It can't. And I like I when I was in my twenties, I'd look at older servers in complete awe about how chill they were about just just all the chaos. You're like, dude, how do you do it? And they're like, This is what we've done. You know? And I was like, wow. And you're like just remembering. I'm like, I'm not ever gonna be at that point. Yet here I am, walking into a restaurant. Happy. Chill. And and on the floor. Honestly, I have like I I I did enter a PTSD attack. The other, but I was able to breathe it out in private, and I was able to to manage it. It's still a little stuck in my mind, clearly because I made this this podcast like all about it, but. As much as I want to dive deeper and sound more intelligent about the whole ideology behind my mind, I'm looking at the clock and it is now officially Valentine's Day. So it will now be published on Valentine's Day. This is also going to be definitely the last one for the next week. I'm likely going to take two weeks off. Um, it's the double whammy of Mardi Gras. And then my semester starts on the 27th of February. So that first week of school and working. Um, it shouldn't be off, but it's going to be a new balance.
happy about. I I care about my friends. I care about everybody that I like in my life. Um, do I wish I was still in touch with Anthony? The only the pitfall of that would have been I wouldn't have severed the emotional attachment part. And when I no longer feel safe in trusting somebody, wanting to fall back on that emotional attachment becomes a, a, a terror. And like, it doesn't matter if I've forgiven the person or not. Like, how do I know if somebody's really, for for me, how do I understand that they're sick? I actually began thinking about my last super toxic encounter. I started thinking, oh, I wish I was with so-and-so right now. And I'm like, why am I thinking about that person? They're heck man and realize that that toxicity that that person felt had was what I felt comfort in because I you know that was my that was my perception of what safety was not what safety is it's what safety was because I didn't say oh man I wish Anthony I started thinking about the utmost toxic person that I was. And that's, that's it. I mean, it's weird. And I need, I want a new indicator because it's like, I don't know that person anyway. Um, but it's a situation where at this point, that is my self validation that this is indeed very bad, toxic situation. And I have to find some healthy manner to cope and to find the pathway to safety. I can't be the aggressor at work. This is a right to work state and I know on the chopping block if it's me or somebody else people choose me whether it's a power thing or a they think they they look at me and they don't count me as African-American they think they're being socially justified or whatever ideology that they choose in their head. Louisiana is still a right to work state. They don't even have any reason. But I know I am that person that if it's between me and Susie Q, it's going to be me. Susie Q could literally be the instigator of the aggressive situation. But for whatever reason, Whatever reason, the universe forces me to sit there 
and take in that toxicity. And I'm tired. I'm tired of being the person that people choose to put in the guillotine. I'm exhausted of that. And they don't, and they only do it because, because for whatever reason, it makes them feel powerful to cut down a nice person. I'm not allowed to make mistakes for some reason. I'm not allowed to get upset and angry. I don't understand. I don't want to attribute it to racism. But that's how I'm feeling. It's got to be something along the lines of racism. And whether it's because they look at me and all they know is mulatto. I keep telling you I'm Puerto Rican. But yet my status as Hispanic, for some reason, carries no weight. It's this, this, I'm all for social change. I'm all for social justice. I promise you. I am an advocate for this. Oppression is real. Racism is real. Sexism is real. And it is still ingrained. And these old timers in these departments and in these jobs, it's like when my Tite Maria was sick for 30 years, psoriasis of the liver. Like they gave her six months and she lived 30 years. Actually, I made the poor joke that voice said, you know, I made a very joke in poor taste, but it was one of those where I'm like, we were amazed. Like, wow, okay. I mean, they, she didn't quit drinking. She didn't quit smoking. She didn't change her life around. But yet, both her and my Theo were both given short sentences. My uncle's still, my Theo's still alive. And he's actually functioning very well. He, he, you know, he goes to the VA. He's lived long enough to get his karmatic payment, literally. Uh, he was a combat veteran in Vietnam. And because of Agent Orange, they did some sort of back pay with interest. And he went from living in squalor to being able to own a car, pay off and own a car. And this blessed his sister with the things he wished he could give. Like, we were very cool to him. My, we, we copied off of what my mother would say. And the relationship was estranged. I don't really know my theme that well. My, my eldest theme. The, my mom's youngest brother. We love him. Um, but it, like I said, it, in a family that doesn't communicate, it's so sad. We have each other, but we don't talk to each other. And to be blunt, he did say some things when I was going through my divorce. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I was telling him it wasn't. No, actually that, ironically, that brought us closer and then when I was telling him about something else, he was like, 
he said something and I'm like, I can't have these adults that live in fear. And actually, oddly enough, that's that was the theme. That's that's why I allowed myself the task, the hardest task to detach myself from Anthony was because Anthony was choosing to live in fear. I can't. I can't change. I changed my I I did it while being scared. I left I left a marriage. I did it scared. I changed my finances around. I did it while being scared. Right now, I'm I'm doing a super big trust ball with the universe. But things will be okay. The universe has my back. They showed me that. They showed me that in 2021. They showed me that in 2022 when I asked I asked for protection and the universe went yeah, you had your experience in Puerto Rico. You accepted that. Okay. And within a week I resigned from the job I was at. I mean, literally, I said it on Sunday. I prayed on Sunday. And on Wednesday, I was resigning. And then the weird part was I felt okay about it. There's no remorse. There's no back thing. I was going to leave that job anyway. Like, it was one of those where I'm like, okay. It was, it was holding me back. I filed my ASPA. I was accepted into graduate school. I'm thriving. I am meeting my life cycle at the moment where I chose the long run. Remember, choose your own adventure. I chose one adventure at that point. This is probably why I'm so agitated at the advances of that child. It's a child. It's a child. Uh, yes, and I, I've made a very pointed point to point out that it was a threat via song and it's, it is a big deal because you don't know the mind of people. But I also know it was from a child. It wasn't. But you know what I'm saying? Like it could really have been that person just meditating his way out of his anger, which it didn't work because he tried to, again, escalate the situation before he left me high and dry when there was still work to be done at the end of the night. That's okay. I worked this. It's like, it, it, it honestly, it's okay. I know the tactics. I, I, I've, that's why I drove my former coworkers up a wall is because 
I mastered non-reaction. And it, honestly, Sunday night at work was literally the epitome of non-reaction. I never have irritated such a person by telling them, okay, in response to the comment about what they were going to do, okay, nobody's in charge, sir. Like we are, that, that, is, that is the difference between somebody who is team driven versus self driven, is that you can anger them by them communicating what they are going to do. Everybody knows what has to get done. If someone says, I'm going to wash the windows today. Okay. Without tagging the phrase, what, it, you know, not, I'm washing the windows today. So someone in charge would say, I'm washing the windows today. Would you mind preparing this, this, and this, and this? Okay. Both statements still leave the person with the audacity to get irritated. However, both responses to, to being for the irritation that that person feels, it's still their emotions and their feelings. Because you said, okay, there's, especially even if it's the person designated to be in charge, saying they were promoted to, there's a, there's a title that said head server. You are not obligated as a human being to answer anybody with anything more than okay. It is not insubordination to answer somebody in charge with okay. What did he want me to answer with is the question. Because now we're gauging on what some would call social injustice. It involved sexism involved classism what response were you fishing for because the response i gave you didn't suffice because when i say okay the response is not oh i might as well be talking to myself we're not having a conversation you just told me Okay, I have to go. My daughter's crying. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. And if I feel the same rant going on, uh, I will discuss it in further. Happy running. I know that I will be combining yoga and running. Running when the yoga gyms are closed during Mardi Gras. And yoga to manage the stress that I feel. Um I have been taking a break from yoga and it just but it it it's just just the not I it it really is 
they had a thing that I attended where it's just like basic civility. And seriously, like, I mean, that's, I'm going to be pondering and observing and thinking about these concepts of why, why, why are some people held to a standard, but yet others can seemingly do what they want? It is not fair. But what makes, what makes that world go past? Because I should not be experiencing the same scenarios at different places. Like it, you sit there and go, what is the collective age of my community? There has to be an intellectual, and I mean like, and I'm not saying people, I like to talk about science. I like to talk about how the mind I do not like to talk about that. But I do astronomy. I do astrology. The arts. I like that conversation. And that is rudimentally classified under so like Danians. I like to talk nerdy. That is my conversation people, that is my tribe, is the academians, the people who love philosophy, the people who love to talk about the latest Carl Rogers book, you know, the people who love to talk Shakespeare. That's, 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 that's really where the disconnect is coming from, is that why can't I find those people in a city that is culturally, the culture is there. The art culture is there. Where are you? Where are these people who can hold a discussion? Can I manifest that? Can I have that magnetic energy just like draw to me? You know, it's fun to talk fun. But I'm not, I'm not, not of the drinking game. I'm not, I'm not even a social drinker. Manifest to me, manifest to me. This Valentine's Day manifests. Okay. That is enough weird. I, I have to pretend like I want to get up at six in the morning. Bring my kids to school. It is no secret between her and I that I also enjoy holidays and summer vacations because mommy gets to sleep in without sleeping yet. It's the fact that I'm legally obligated to bring her to school. I don't want to get in trouble, and I do want her to get an education, of course. But it's mostly the she gets in trouble for it, and I don't want to hold her. <laughs> I don't want to get her in trouble. So mommy has to be responsible.
happy Valentine's Day, guys. I do hope the best for the young couples going on their first dates. All you people who have the fur babies for their Valentine's Day, I hope you get special treats. I hope you receive special kisses and kitty purrs and doggy barks and goldfish laps that you absolutely love from your pet. Um, all my single ladies, all my single guys, take yourself out on a date. Go buy yourself a non-discounted bag of chocolate. Hit the sales on the 15th, but you know what I'm saying. Treat yourself. Go, go buy like the $2 bag of Hershey's or something. You know the doves are good. Um, <laughs> Treat yourself to lunch or your favorite movie, even if you are with somebody. Take a minute. Take a minute to yourself and buy yourself a card or that pretty flower or dress it dress or trouser pants that you've been wanting. Invest in yourself. You're worth it. And like I I really do trust the universe that I'm gonna meet the right partner. I'm gonna meet him at the right time in my life. He's gonna be a grown man who will court me. And naturally, this flow into my life and be the partner that I'm, that I am trying to be myself. Uh, human, of course. It's just the, the what does he look, the what does he say? You know, how does he feel? What is his love language? I like finding that out about people. What their love language is. That really is. So, no matter what language you speak. Francais. Espanol. English. German. British. Whatever language. You express your verbiage and express yourself in love. Okay. Go buy someone, go buy a flower and give it to a homeless person. Or a bag of flowers and give it to a homeless person. I don't think they have an easy bake oven to use it for, but whatever act of kindness that strikes your moment. Tell your friends, tell your, tell your guy, like, tell your guy friends, girls, tell your girlfriends, because girls, if you tell your guy friends that you love them, they're going to, they're going to be like, oh, oh my God, she, she's like into me and like, oh, we're going to have an awkward conversation because it's a conversation, dude, don't freak them out, don't be like, you know, or, and if you do tell them you love them. Say it in a way where they know that it's like bro love, you know? You're not like, I'm gonna do flower petals and count the ways he loves me. 
Unless you want to move to that next step, then you do you guys. You know, be in love, kids. But, you know.